Hi everybody, I'm Mark Sage, the Executive Director of the area. And today's podcast is with Stuart Thurby, the CEO of Theorem Solutions. Theorem Solutions was established in 1991, has been an area member for the past three years. They have a UK head office and an additional office in Detroit, USA. Theorem has been a development partner with Siemens, PTC, SolidWorks, Dassault Systems, and also strongly participate with the ISO standards, STEP, JT, and 3D PDF. Stuart, hello, welcome. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mark. No, much appreciated. If I could just add a, a few words to uh, uh, what we're doing in the area of XR, um, then uh, in, in essence, we're building on our, our core product strength to deliver a range of different solutions uh, using XR technologies for the areas of engineering and manufacturing and we, we might get a little bit more into that yeah thank you Stuart. and let's um, let's get straight into it i want to ask the first question um, of you so uh, the number one question who should own xr within an organization what are your thoughts on that sure um i, I think maybe just we, we ought to probably just put a little definition in in terms of what we mean by xr because i think um, obviously, a lot of people uh, are getting close to it, but but in essence, you know, XR covers a number of different technologies, augmented reality, which we hear a lot about, and obviously the area are very focused on, and along with mixed and virtual reality. So I think I'm assuming for today's discussion, we're talking all the different technologies. Yeah. Um, in terms of who should own XR, then I think... Um, what everybody has to grasp in order to make uh, XR meaningful to a business, there's got to be a use case. Um, without a strong use case, you're unlikely to get traction. And so I think that's the first thing people should focus on is to decide what area of their business do they think XR might help them, whether it's design, manufacturing, inspection, training, remote assistance. There's, there's a broad swathe of, of areas it can help in. But I think one of the key decisions is to decide that, but accept the fact that it's got to be use case driven, which really means it has to be led by end user departments. Um, that said, obviously, those departments will need help and support. And so clearly IT or innovation groups who are often looking at XR as a technology will also need to be involved and need to support the end users in terms of you know, how it might fit into the IT strategy, how it might be deployed, etc. But I think ultimately, unless it's driven by end users, you won't get traction in the business. Um, and kind of, you know, adding to that, you know, lots of people talk in grandiose terms about having an XR strategy. But if you think about that, you can't really have a, a strategy on XR unless you understand something about the technology and where it's going to help and benefit your business. So without that, you can't think about what your strategy might well be. And, and you know, don't get hung up on understanding the differences between AR, MR, VR, etc. and the different devices. That's not a strategy. What you have to recognise is that you are going to have to go through an education learning process, which means you've, you've, you've got to invest in that in order to be able to have some understanding of how XR might impact your business and then stand back and just say, OK, from what we've now learned, um, 
what use cases will it affect most, uh, give most benefit to. And then obviously you'll need support from innovation IT areas to, to deliver that uh, to the business. So I think you know, my message is end users have to drive this thing because that's where the benefit is to the business. And that's why people will spend money, but they need help and support by IT and the innovation groups. Stuart, that's great. Thank you very much. I think, you know, again, I totally agree in my experience of speaking to many companies, you know, AR, XR needs to solve real business problems. Um, and by starting with the people who are in the kind of coalface and working, it's basically where the process needs to start. So I agree. The other thing I'll add, and maybe we pick up on this a little bit later, that uh, it needs to be what I would call a change management program as well. So not only is it some technology deployment, but it's hearts and minds and working with the whole organization. So maybe we could pick that up on the on a future question. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. OK, well, that was a great answer. Let me let me quiz you with, with the second question. You know, if you well, how would you start the AR conversation within an organization? Um, I, I think really, in a way, it goes back to the to the point we've just been discussing. That I think, first of all, you've clearly got to have some knowledge of AR and XR. So, you know, you, you've got to get um, somebody to agree a budget and allocate some time uh, to enable you to get up to speed, to get education. And obviously, you know, the area itself can clearly help and assist with that kind of activity. Um, being a neutral body, you know, they they can help inform. Uh, and introduce end users to uh, experts and, and, and point them in the right direction as to how they might understand the, the technology overall, because you do need that. Um, but once you've got that knowledge and once you've got an appreciation of the technologies and, and how it might you know, address certain things, it, you need to stand back um, and choose your use case because um, having a good use case will create a good business case. And without a good business case, you're not going to get budget um, for the for the investment you're going to need to make. Um, so I think understand the technology and go to sources like the area to help you with that. Having got some knowledge, then focus on the use case. And that obviously will then lead you directly inside your own business to talk to the group most affected by that to, to pull out you know, how it can be funded and, and uh, uh, how, how you can move it forward in terms of, you know, getting people's time, etc. Um, I think the other thing to think about also to, to get buy-in in, in a company is um, think about what do you want to do? Because, you know, there are different approaches. You can go out to solution providers uh, to buy off-the-shelf, out-the-box technologies, or you can go away and develop it yourself or potentially contract somebody to develop it. And clearly those are key decisions you have to make fairly early on as well, because you know they're, they're very different approaches to addressing the problem. So you know, make that decision and engage obviously um, with IT and innovation groups who may have expertise, may have um, development resources who can assist in that if you're deciding to go down the homegrown or externally developed uh, one-off route. If you're going to an out-the-box type of solution, then obviously you can um, go out there, do some research uh, on who are solution providers in relation to your use case, speak with them, 
try out their technology. You know, obviously you've got to make some early investment in, in hardware to do that, but that's relatively low cost. So I think, you know, make those fundamental decisions. Are we looking to take something off the shelf or are we looking to develop it? That will obviously then guide how much effort and time and support you need from IT and or internal development groups to do that. And obviously then that points you at the management groups internally um, as to who you need to engage with to get support and get buy-in. Um, but obviously the key thing is to consider how is this AR technology, XR technology going to improve an existing process? Mm. Will it save you time, reduce build cost if, you, if it's the manufacturing assembly time? Will it improve your service process? Will it improve your time to market? You've also got to think about the business benefits, the return on the investment, because without that, you're not likely to get management buy-in to either provide the manpower uh, to go ahead or to provide the budget to go forward. And, and obviously, without those things, um, you know, whatever you choose to do will flounder. So that, that's the approach I'd take to defining how to, who to approach in the company to uh, provide the funding and support. Mm, that's that's great, Stuart. Thank you very much. Just kind of one additional question um, sure. on top of that. You know, you've, you've worked with many of um, leading companies around the world to help them successfully deploy XR solutions. In your experience, have you noticed it's more of a kind of a top-down approach where the senior management are pushing for the kind of technology or a bottom-up approach where you know, kind of individuals, be it innovation teams or the end workers have kind of been pushing this technology or, or a hybrid of the two. I'll be interested in your thoughts of how the, the technology has actually been implemented. Sure. I, I think in, in truth, it, it, it's, it's probably a hybrid. You know, most big organisations have, you know, a chief technical officer or innovation manager or director or whatever. Um, and those people obviously tend to be looking at new technologies to see how they can help and improve the business but because xr is relatively quite new you often and in fact we've certainly seen this find a lot of individual groups or individual departments um, across engineering and manufacturing as well as sales and marketing um, you know might be driving their own initiatives and i think that is probably one of the challenges that management face in most companies is to you know who, who how do they control that? Because you don't want to stop individual departments necessarily looking at things because obviously they understand their use cases better than anybody. At the same time, you know, you don't want a free for all that 25 different groups are charging around all supposedly, you know, coming up with the perfect solution. At some point, there's got to be control. So I, I think we see a mixture. We, we see some corporate governance trying to be introduced, but at the same time, we do see a lot of departmental heads trying to see how this can can support them. So I don't think there is a, a cosy answer at this point in time. No, and, and I agree, Stuart. And again, I've been lucky enough to speak to many organisations. And one of the things I always recommend, especially those that have many different business units, is to kind of create some sort of shared group where you can share experiences, but also probably more importantly, you know, share those use cases and potential solutions because you're bringing even more economies of scale into the organization. So yeah. I, I think it is definitely a hybrid kind of approach. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So question number three. So we're now assuming with all this greater device and the, the hard work of the organization that we start to see XR um, 
solutions being um, implemented. So the question is, from your experience, what are, are the three biggest challenges companies need to overcome to successfully deploy Enterprise XR? I think there are a lot of challenges in truth, but they, they are all manageable. Um, I think one of the first things to recognize is don't believe what you see on YouTube. Um, <laughs> don't fall into that trap. Um, and certainly don't get hung up on devices, should it be HTC Vive, Oculus Rift, HoloLens, Magic Leap, whatever. Um, the, the truth is the pace of change in this market space in, around both hardware and software is very rapid. And so what's the right decision today on, on a device or a particular technology will change in 12 months time. So go back and keep focusing on the use case. Obviously, you've got to select a technology and an approach to it, but don't get concerned that, you know, because you've gone down a particular device type that that will uh, later on cause you problems. Uh, it, it, you know, yes, there'll be some level of upheaval if you choose a particular technology and device, but it shouldn't stop you moving forward. Lots of people you know, start to, to, to panic about should we go down the VR route or the AR or the mixed reality route. I, I wouldn't let that influence you dramatically. Choose your use case, look at what is a good approach to solving that use case and run with it. Um, and that, that means you know, you've got to recognise that this technology is in its infancy. There are literally hundreds of small startups out there along with the giants, you know, Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft and Samsung as well. And all of these are driving the market and it changes very rapidly. So don't get hung up on the technology um, and let that put you off. Um, some people think, well, should we therefore wait till it matures? I think that is equal folly, because if you do that, you know, what you'll find is that your competitors will be five years ahead of you. You know, lots of large companies, as you suggested earlier, Mark, had, have already started down this journey and are doing things, understanding it and seeing how it will uh, uh, help improve their business. So if you sit there for two or three or five years waiting for it to mature, you'll be two, three or five years behind your competitors. So I definitely wouldn't do that. Um, I think the other thing is don't try and, and boil the ocean. Choose a use case, break that down into small elements which will improve your business and then go out and solve that and prove that that, that effect can happen. If you try to be too broad in it um, with all the dynamics that are going on, the chances are you won't get there. If you choose a practical use case, choose elements of that which can be delivered today, you will then show benefit to the business. Um, you've also got to recognize obviously whatever you, you choose today and whatever use case uh, you adopt, that the technology will affect an ex the existing business processes that you have. And obviously you need to consider that as well. You won't be able to answer that question wholesomely in this very early stage, but you do need to recognize that if you implement XR to solve a particular business problem use case, then it will have an effect upon that department, the people in that department, and it will also have an effect upon you know, how it integrates into your workflows and your other business processes. So you can't ignore that. And I think some people, if they ignore that, when management come to look at the benefit a particular use case might give, 
it can then flounder because there's no understanding or or, or um, uh, guidance for the business as to how it will affect other processes. So that does need to be thought through. And I think from that, you then can create a plan for management um, as to how you'll go forward. And obviously that then can mean that you can look at how that will then be funded. Um, I think I also hear lots of talk at times about we've got to have a strategy. Um, and I think that's premature at this stage. Um, what you've got to have is a plan, uh, a plan where you can identify a use case, go ahead and deliver that for the business and show benefit and also show how it will affect those the business in, in the broader sense and affect your existing workflows and processes. I think at that point, you can start to stand back and say, let's look at a strategy for the whole business and bring in different business groups and obviously involve other groups who are affected by that strategy. Um, but don't think you can create a strategy now, it's, you know, without a great understanding, without seeing how it will improve the business and without understanding how it will affect other workflows. You, you can't create a strategy, create a plan, deliver the plan, and then you can look at the, the bigger strategy picture. Fantastic, Stuart. That's some amazing and uh, very insightful um, help and support and advice for the companies out there. So I want to thank you very much for your time and, and your insights today. Um, and, you know, keep in tune as we um, continue to deliver the thought leadership of, of the leaders of the area and its members and companies like Theorem Solutions. Stuart, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Mark. Much appreciated.